Hey there, and welcome back to Ginger Biz, the podcast. I'm Katie, your host, and I'm so happy to have you tuning in with us today. We're going to dive into the topic of being seen as an expert within your niche. I'm a ginger who snaps photos, but my real jam is business. Originally from the Pacific Northwest, now kicking it on the East Coast. I'm a successful entrepreneur who wants to share my passion with the world. We will walk through my journey as an entrepreneur while balancing motherhood, a full-time executive role, and living life to its fullest. This podcast will be an educational resource on entrepreneurship, a raw, uncut look at motherhood, and a place for you to find encouragement. Whether you're exploring entrepreneurship, been at it a couple years, are a mother, a full-time employee, or just want a good laugh while learning, put your headphones on because we're diving in. I'm Katie, and I'm so excited to have you here. Now bear with me because my puppies are kind of going crazy. So one of them is in my lap. I'm trying to calm him down while the other is by my feet. So we got puppies in August, as many of you probably already know, and they have just been a whirlwind of joy and craziness, quite honestly. And today I had slated some time to sit down and get some recordings done, but these little guys decided that they wanted to go crazy. I took away their toys so that they would chill out, but that didn't work. I locked them in another room, like an entire floor, because I'm in the basement. So I locked them upstairs, and that didn't work because they just wanted to be down here with me. So we're going to see if it works to have one in my lap and one on my feet. Wish me luck, but if you hear some crazy weird noises, it's the dogs, I promise. So let's get started talking about being seen as an expert within your niche. So I started my business years ago, as many of you know, as a photographer. I didn't really know a lot about business or even about photography when I first started. It all stemmed from just having a passion and a desire to learn and grow, which then evolved into the excitement of wanting to serve my clients and potential clients. For those of you that haven't heard before or, you know, need a little refresher, my photography business started because I went on a cross-country road trip about halfway across the country from Oregon State to Indiana, and I had my camera in tow, and we saw tons of national parks and gorgeous scenic views, and so I was just taking photos along the way, and it was about a two-week trip, and when I came home that was like June or July. Then I came home and ordered some prints and got them framed at like a local frame shop and gave them as holiday gifts to friends and family. I don't remember exactly how many I gave away. I know my dad still has a couple in his house and I think one of my uncles does. But yeah, so that was kind of the start of my business because after I gifted those framed photos, I had people asking if I would photograph their child's graduation, like senior photos, or their kid's cake smash for their first birthday, or like a third birthday, or family photos, or couples, like just different people asking different questions. And that was how my business started. Now, it's not at all what it is today. It's evolved immensely since back then. But that's all to say that like I didn't have any sort of background in business. I didn't even have a background in art or anything. It just was something that naturally came to fruition for me. And don't get me wrong, I worked really hard for it and I'm very happy um, what it's played in my life, like the role that it's played in my life over the years. But it was just super organic. And so there have been times when it's hard to be like, wow, 
I know a crap ton of stuff and I'm an expert in photography. Like I truthfully am. And sometimes it's hard to see that in myself because this happened so organically and it was like, you know, it's like you climb a mountain and then you look back and you're like, damn, how did I get up here? Like, cause it was just slow and steady and comfortable. And there were times when it would be hard and, you know, I'd get winded per se for my analogy, but like, wow, I'm here. And today I just want to dive into some tips of how you can be seen as an expert within your field. And that for me, doesn't just mean photography. Honestly, there are so many other things that I am really, really good at. And I would say that business is really where my passion and desires and everything lie. And I wholeheartedly believe that I'm an expert in running a business. I know so much and so many things to be successful. And so today I just want to share those things with you. And with that being said, like one of the reasons I started this podcast was because I I'm an expert in my niche and I want to share that with each and every one of you. And by wanting to do that and by wanting to teach and wanting to educate, I am a lifelong learner because every single time I have a subject to talk about on this podcast or in a mentorship or in a coaching call, I do my research on it. So every single time, even if it's something that I feel so completely confident in talking about off the cuff, I still put together notes in an outline and do research just for myself. And it's hugely beneficial. And that's, like I said, a reason why I wanted to start this podcast in the first place is because I love learning and I love teaching. And I think that they go hand in hand because you can't be a teacher, you can't be an expert in your field if you're not continually learning and growing. So that's what brought me to this subject, this topic for today's episode, and I just can't wait to dive into it with you. So what I'll be sharing is some tips and tricks of how you can be seen as an expert within your niche. And don't sweat it. This isn't hard stuff. You probably know a lot more than you realize. For me, the way that I was learning that I was like really good with business was that I would go to events or meetups or I would just go and have coffee with fellow entrepreneurs or business owners and we would be talking and they'd be like, whoa, wait, you do what? Like what? And then I would just be like, oh my gosh, hold up. Here is like all the things that you can be doing and here's all the insight and here's what works for me and here, 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 here. And I just wanted to feed it all to them. I didn't realize that people don't think like I think. I didn't realize that this wasn't all just like natural thoughts that people have. And that's when I started to make the pivot and realize like, wow, I can offer something that a lot of other people need and want, and they want to learn and grow. Another quick tidbit before I dive into the actual tips of today's topic is that I believe if you work in the creative industry, there are two types of mindsets. Now, I talk about this all the time, and I'm sure that we could dive in deeper and figure out more types of mindsets and stuff like this. But in the most generic, simplest form, I believe there's business-minded people and creative-minded people. I believe that I am a business-minded person. I work in a creative industry, so photography and like weddings and stuff like that, but I believe that I am a business-minded person. Now, if you put me next to a creative person who is also a photographer, 
they might thrive or they will thrive very, very differently than I do. I lean very heavily on my business expertise to support my actual photography business rather than just leaning on the creative side. And one thing that 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 lends to is that even when I may not have been the best photographer ever, uh, or I wasn't what I am today, I still continue to push through and be determined and set goals and be business minded to get me to where I am today. And so that's what I'm here to say. Like, I love speaking to creative minded people because we are the perfect compliment because I can help you grow your business while you simply bring your skill set of creativeness to the table. And that's what I'm here for. That's what I want to do. Now, I would say that there are both both camps can be very, very successful, a creative minded person and a business minded person. But I think that sometimes a creative minded person, because they are so creative and they have all these thoughts and all these visions and they just make things beautiful. I believe that they can be successful in a different way than a business-minded person can. It's all like, there's no, there's no right, there's no wrong, there's no better or worse. It's just the way that it is. And so I come at this from a business-minded approach. And that, again, goes back to one reason I launched this podcast was I didn't, I used to do coaching for photographers. And so I would do one-on-one sessions with them. We would do mock sessions where we would get models and different people involved. And then I would like teach them how to pose and how to use their camera and how to this and how to that. And it was always very center focused around photography. But then I realized, what the heck? I love business. I don't, I do love photography, but I love, love, love business. And it's becoming so, so true. And I see it so evidently in my life, in my day job, because I absolutely love what I do. And it's because I get to practice all these really neat business things that maybe photography doesn't really allow for me to do or need me to do. All that being said, let's dive into today's topic of being seen as an expert within your niche. So the first thing that I want to point out is providing solutions. So if you if you know that someone in your niche is going to need something, provide that solution straight out the gate. Less is more. So give your client the solutions to their problem. It doesn't have to be like a super obvious problem by any means. It can be a solution to something that your client doesn't even realize is a problem yet. So this is a good way to be proactive and help showcase your expertise in the subject. You can brainstorm a list of problems that your client might have and come up with solutions for them. And this can be super popular problems or even less frequent ones that don't come up. But you want to make sure that they're relatable and clear to your client. So for me as a photographer, there's two types of people. Some people are super, super tech savvy. So like using their camera is easy, but the interactions and relatability and relational side of posing a couple can be super hard or vice versa. And so proactively coming up with solutions of how someone like that can pose a couple is super helpful to that client, if you will. And then the other thing like here with With Gingerbiz, I'm trying to proactively see what problems you might have as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, and give you the answers, give you the solutions before they become a problem for you. So before you run out of ways to market, here's ways to market. Before you get attacked by imposter syndrome and you let it overtake you completely, 
here's a subject on it that you can relate to and that we can make sure that you understand you're not alone. And so many other things in that area. Like, you don't know how to do direct sales? I got you, girl. Like, that's what I want to do here is I want to get in front of those problems before they actually become problems and giving you that solution proactively so that you can learn from my experiences and my expertise and help you grow and develop your own approach to those same sort of problems. The next thing is have an opinion. Pump your brakes because nobody likes someone who's opinionated. That's not true. Have an opinion. It is so important to have an opinion. Having a unique perspective and sharing your opinion is a huge way that you can show your audience that you're an expert in that specific field. There are a lot of opinions out there. A lot. (laughs) Have you been on social media recently? Because there's a lot. But it's so important to share your solution that relates best with your ideal clients. If your ideal client is a parent, then you'll want to focus your solutions that are tangible for parents. But if your ideal client isn't a parent, then tread away from that because they're not going to be able to relate to it. But share that opinion because having an opinion helps your audience connect with you. If I didn't have any opinions, you wouldn't know where I stand on anything. And then, I don't know, it would just be bland and like, You need to have an opinion and share that opinion. Now, navigating business and opinions can be challenging. That's a whole other thing. But it's important to know when and how to share that opinion. And for me, I'm not afraid to jump on here and believe that there are, like I said, a creative and a business-minded person are two totally different types of people. And that's my opinion. But I have a lot of information and data and experience to back up that claim that I think is super beneficial. And if you relate to one of those two categories of minded people, then you're going to be able to move forward in your business more because you're going to be like, aha, that makes sense. That's why I don't take super creative photos. And I'm not always like up to date on the latest trends because I'm not super creative in that way. But I do understand analytics and like why the numbers and the data points make sense and blah, blah, blah. And so all of a sudden you see, you feel seen and heard and related to, and you can take tangible things from what I say. And it just pivots me in that expert way. The next thing that you have to do is be confident. Be confident. Yes. You want to project confidence when you're interacting with your clients. Some people are naturally very confident, but others, it takes practice and that's totally okay. You'll hear me say time and time again, fake it till you make it. Now, I mean this while you're finding your feet in your confidence. Most of us know a lot about something specific, but doubt ourselves unnecessarily. This is where you gotta fake it, push past your comfort zone, and show up. You can't become a workout guru unless you start working out. So you gotta start somewhere. And then at some point, now you're not just a workout person. You are a guru. You've learned. You gotta build that confidence. And don't be afraid to flaunt it. So if you ever hear me say fake it till you make it, that is more of a mentality thing to me. I constantly have had to quote unquote fake it till I make it because my mind tells me girl you don't got this girl you don't know what you're talking about just quit now walk away save yourself the embarrassment 
But then the other side of my brain is like, girlfriend, you are amazing. You know what you're doing. You've been successful for a decade in your business and you have so much to share. Share it. So that first side of my brain that's telling me to quit, I fake it. I fake it. I push through. I have the confidence. And then it starts to show up and become more natural for me. I do think that over the years and more recently, I've started to realize this is that I have not been the most understanding of things that come supernaturally to me that don't come natural to other people. So a very, very blunt example of this would be public speaking. I, I love public speaking. In fact, at work later this month, I will be talking in front of like 60 people, which is not a lot. Don't get me wrong, but I'm really excited for it. I enjoy public speaking. I love just getting in front of people and kind of stretching that element of my brain because don't get me wrong. I get nervous. My armpits sweat a little bit. You might see some glisten on my forehead, but I love it. I love that challenge. I love the adrenaline rush that I get from it. I love just seeing how I do and how people relate to it and stuff like that. So all that to be said, a lot of people don't like public speaking and that's totally, totally fine. And you just kind of have to figure out what works for you, but lean into those things, the things that are your strengths, then lean into them, be confident in them and show them off. You've got this. Now, my last point that I want to bring up is, I don't even remember where I heard it, but you don't have to be perfect or know everything to be an expert. You just got to know 10% more than your audience and share with them that 10% and they will be able to learn exponentially from you. Now, again, I don't remember where that that stat came from and I'll have to like Google it and figure it out. But just knowing 10% more than your ideal audience is going to serve them because that 10% is so much to them. Maybe to you, you take it for granted that, oh, I know 10% more than like everybody else, but like whatever, it's not that much. No, that's not true. That 10% can help so, so many people. And so you got to just show up, show off and make it happen. Sometimes I also just find it amazing how much other people don't know because they might know a whole, like just imagine multiple buckets and they might know so much in this one bucket, but I know so much in this other bucket, which for theirs is respectively like nearly empty. And so you can just offer so much to people. You you don't have to be, you don't have to know everything to even share the little bit that you do know. So being seen as an expert in your niche, it's actually fairly simple. Again, you just want to uh, provide solutions for your audience, have an opinion and don't be afraid to share it. Be confident and show up and know that even if you only know 10, 15% more than the other person, you're already ahead of the game. And then just be a lifelong learner, like always be ready and engaged to learn because there's so much that you can learn. And there's so many ways for us to learn. I constantly listen to podcasts as I drive to and from work because it's a time when 
obviously I'm not going to be doing something else because I'm driving. And so I can just listen to the audio and get that in my brain and learn something new. And sometimes it's not even something new. It's just a different perspective or almost a little encouragement to push me a little bit further in something that I'm already familiar with. And so that's an awesome way to learn. Some people love to just read articles. Some people love to take classes or certificates or courses. There's just so, so, so many ways that we can continue to learn and really support our audience in that way too. So until next time, guys, keep on diving in.